Hey, welcome back to the Christopher Governor show. And we're doing a bench press. I've never met Bill Cosby, so I'm not defending him. Let's just remember that Facebook he has a valuable page. legacy that I can't just throw away. I remember that he's the first black man to ever win an Emmy in television. I also remember that he's the first guy to make a cartoon with black characters where their lips and noses were drawn proportionally. I remember that he had a television show that got numbers equivalent to the Super Bowl every Thursday night. And I remember that he partnered up with a clinical psychologist to make sure that there was not one negative image of African Americans on his show. I've had a television show. I wouldn't have done that shit. Gave tens of millions of dollars to African American institutions of higher learning and is directly responsible for thousands of black kids going to college. Not just the ones he raped. I heard that when Martin Luther King stood on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial and said he had a dream, he was speaking into a PA system that Bill Cosby paid for. The point is this, he rapes, but he saves. And he saves more than he rapes, but he probably does. I've never met Bill Cosby, so I'm not defending him. Let's just remember that he has a valuable legacy that I can't just throw away. I remember that he's the first black man to ever win an Emmy in television. I also remember that he's the first guy to make a cartoon with black characters where their lips and noses were drawn proportionally. I remember that he had a television show that got numbers equivalent to the Super Bowl every Thursday night. And I remember that he partnered up with a clinical psychologist to make sure that there was not one negative image of African Americans on his show. I've had a television show. I wouldn't have done that shit. Gave tens of millions of dollars to African American institutions of higher learning and is directly responsible for thousands of black kids going to college. Not just the ones he raped. I heard that when Martin Luther King stood on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial and said he had a dream, he was speaking into a PA system that Bill Cosby paid for. The point is this, he rapes. So, we're not going to do that. the greatest devotee of Shiva and he was willing to donate 
both his eyes while he was alive to Lord Shiva. A picture is worth a thousand words, but every ancient Indian carving is worth a million pictures. Look at his hand. It looks like a... Pink Venom Challenge. October 2016, Craig McKay of Alaska's Bureau of Land Management is overlooking the Chena River in Fairbanks when he notices something extremely peculiar in the water. It looks to be around 20 to 25 feet long, and when we zoom in, it appears to be swimming against the current. I looked down and saw this really bizarre object. It was much larger than anything I'd seen in the river, and it was undulating or swinging back and forth in the current. Is that ice really on it? Spooky. In Alaska, we do have a number of legends of water creatures. The Inuit culture talks about something called the Tisharuk which is a long serpentine animal with a long head, a prominent tail fin. There are many tales of the Tisaruk actually snatching people off of bridges or out of canoes and devouring them voraciously. You know, we have to ask the question, could this be related to those stories? October 2016, Craig McKay of Alaska's Bureau of Land Management is overlooking the Chena River the in Fairbanks when he notices something extremely peculiar in the water. It looks to be around 20 to 25 feet long, and when we zoom in, it appears to be swimming against the current. I looked down and saw this really bizarre object. It was much larger than anything I'd seen in the river, and it was undulating or swinging back and forth in the current, and it was really spooky. In Alaska, we do have a number of legends of water creatures. The Inuit culture talks about something called the Tisaruk which is a long serpentine animal with a long head, a prominent tail fin. There are many tales of the Tisaruk actually snatching people off of bridges or out of canoes and, and devouring them voraciously. You know, we have to ask the question, could this be related to those stories? It's like a shark. October 2016, Craig McKay of Alaska's Bureau of Land Management is overlooking the Chena River in Fairbanks when he notices something extremely peculiar in the water. It looks to be around 20 to 25 feet long, and when we zoom in, it appears to be swimming against the current. I looked down and saw this really bizarre piece of art with an image like that has all that information in it, and it shines forth in some fundamental sense. It, it reaches into the back tendrils of your mind What's at up, levels baby? you can't even comprehend mm -hmm. and grips you. I mean, that's why people go to museums and gaze at paintings they don't understand and that's why they'll pay what's the most expensive objects in the world if it's not carbon fiber racing yachts it's definitely classic paintings right it's high level technological influence or it's classic art a piece of art with an image like that has all that information in it and it shines forth in some fundamental sense it, it reaches into the back tendrils of your mind at levels you can't even comprehend and grips you. I mean, that's why people go to museums and gaze at paintings they don't understand, and that's why they'll pay what's the most expensive objects in the world. If it's not carbon fiber racing yachts, it's definitely classic paintings, right? It's high level technological implements, 
Lord's classic art. You need some help, A piece of art with an image like that has all that information in it. And it shines forth in some fundamental sense. It, it reaches into the back tendrils of your mind at levels you can't even comprehend. It grips you. I mean, that's why people go to museums and gaze at paintings they don't understand. And that's why they'll pay... In Iraq, archaeologists recently unearthed an ancient Sumerian riverboat. They discovered it in 2018 in the old city of Uruk. For those who don't know, Uruk was the first actual city in the world. It was originally founded in 5000 BC. It was the birthplace of the first writing system and home of the legendary god king Gilgamesh. 5,000 years ago, Uruk had a population of at least 40,000 residents. But another cool fact about Uruk is that they filled it with a network of canals. One of the fundamental ways of getting around in the ancient city was by using riverboats. And that's where this new discovery comes in. They built the riverboat right around the time that Uruk declined, circa 2000 BC. Researchers discovered the boat under what is today a flat desert on the outskirts of the city. There is nothing even left to suggest it was once a neighborhood or even that there had been water here. That's how dramatically the landscape has changed, swallowing the city and burying the river channels. In Iraq, archaeologists recently unearthed an ancient Sumerian riverboat. They discovered it in 2018 in the old city of Uruk. For those who don't know, Uruk was the first... Should we have nuclear war because we don't like the Russians? Should we fight them? I, I just want to be the strongest nation in the world.
he also does not seem to have any eyelids. See how his eyeballs are sticking out. But I like his fashion sense. He's wearing shorts, but it is so thin and see-through. And he's wearing armlets on both hands. Look at that. He's wearing demon-shaped armlets. If fashion designers see this today, they will flood the market with these armlets right away. And he's holding something. What is it? Look at this guy. He has curly, curly hairdo spreading out of his head and has fangs sticking out of his mouth. Is he human or genetically modified? Or is he like a vampire or something? He also does not seem to have any eyelids. See how his... Five ways to make a million in five years. The next step to train yourself to trade calls is to read the book How I Made Two Million in the Stock Market by Nicholas Darvis. Nicholas Darvis turned $36,000 into way over $2 million in about five years. And he did it in the 1950s. He did it in a strong market, but not a particularly strong market. When I went back and read his book, the hair on my arms went up. This man had figured out two most powerful factors are trend and volume. He also shows the price chart so we can see what stocks looked like back then. And surprise, surprise, stocks look the same today as they did back in the 1950s. So don't believe anybody that says, oh, it's harder to make money in the stock market today. They're just not doing it right. So go read Nicholas Darvis's book, How I Made Two Million in the Stock Market Today. Five ways to make it. NASA has recently released a stunning image showcasing the giant gas planet Jupiter. But what are we actually seeing? To the left of the image, Jupiter's bright moon, Amalthea, can be seen shining like a star. A tiny moon called Adrastia is orbiting within a faint ring of dust particles. That blue glow on top of Jupiter is the northern aurora, and at the bottom, the southern aurora. At the very far left, a diffraction spike from Jupiter's volcanic moon Io is stretching across the image. In the background, those dim points of light are likely distant galaxies, and within Jupiter's thick clouds, violent storms, including the famous Great Red Spot, can be seen as turbulent, bright white circles. Why does Jupiter look so blue? Because web images in infrared, which is invisible to the human eye, and so the light has been mapped onto the visible spectrum, revealing an incredible version of Jupiter that we have never seen before. NASA has recently released a stunning image showcasing the giant... Insane preparation for roles in Hollywood. There's a method of madness. Robert De Niro worked 12-hour shifts in a yellow cab to prepare for taxi driver. This man didn't give a fuck about his Uber rating. Tom Hanks first gained and then lost 50 pounds for Castaway and refused to cut his hair or bathe on the set. Wilson Volleyball is your only source of boom boom is rock body, brother. Leo DiCaprio is a sworn vegetarian, but ate raw bison and slept inside an animal carcass in preparation for the revenue. Daddy Joe, you ain't getting no REM inside of a grizzly bear. Nicolas Cage had four of his teeth pulled without anesthesia for his role in Burton. No pain, no gain for the freakiest Freemason in the game. Christian Bale starved himself down to 120 pounds for the machinist, bulked up to 190 for Batman, measured in at 6 foot 105 for the fighter, and binge to 230 for American Hustle. Batman is a Jenny Craig VIP. Insane preparation for roles in Hollywood. There's a method to madness. Robert De Niro worked 12-hour shifts in a yellow cab to prepare for taxi driver. 
This man didn't give a fuck about his Uber rating. Tom Hanks first. Just being real. Fucked up, man. It's a tough time for the blacks. I love you too. And then here comes the banana peel. I'm waiting on it in a second. You know that's how it starts. I saw in the paper today. I saw in the paper today that the guy that threw the banana at me got arrested again because he threw a banana at another motherfucker in the bar in Santa Fe. Look it up online after the show. He actually did that. And that guy was black too. I'm just saying. And you know what a guy said he did it at night? He said, I did it because Dave Chappelle is racist. So, nigga, that's not the best way to handle that if I am racist. What if Martin Luther King just went around throwing tuna casserole on white people? Would that, would that work? Huh? I see your girl bubbling. She's drunk as hell, buddy. Listen, sir, I don't know what she's saying, but just take my advice. Get some water in her, or you're going to have some dry pussy when you get home. His dick's going to be shaped the fuck up tomorrow. Being real. Today in history, September 6th, 1916, the first supermarket opened in Memphis, Tennessee. Today in history, September 6th, 1916, the first supermarket. You know, and I was on stage not too long ago. I was in Syracuse, New York. Yeah, well, yeah, for Syracuse, but the show didn't go so bad. All because I was talking about Bill Cosby a little bit. Not a little bit, I'll be honest. Signed the death row record, so I'm the right. CEO, the artist, all of the above. So I just asked myself, Hey, Snoop, is it okay if you do an FT? Sure, do whatever you like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many artists do you hear complaining about we don't make money off our YouTube videos? We don't make money off our streaming. The label won't let me go. Well, so is the label the bad guy or what? They're not the bad guys, it's a system that was created many years ago that they're not changing. Mm-hmm. Don't give a fuck about you, me, him, him, or the other. Michael Jackson wasn't even making dollars off of him. Was Michael Jackson not making money off his own music? Look this shit up. Kings, not the record label? The record label, it was, it's called points and percentages and royalties and shit that you get for the record. So, for example, if they were selling Michael Jackson record Thriller for $9.99, how much money do you really think he made off of each copy of Thriller? And that shit sold the most records ever. He made a lot of money. What you think the record labels made? They made all the fucking money. I'm signed to my label. I'm signed to Death Row Records. So I'm the CEO, the artist, all of the above. So I just ask myself, hey, Snoop, is it okay if you do an FT? Sure, do whatever you like. (laughs) How many artists do you hear complaining about, we don't make money off our YouTube videos. We don't make money off our streaming. The label won't let me go. Well, so is the label the bad guy or what? They're not the bad guys. It's a system that was created many years ago that they're not changing. Mm-hmm. Don't give a fuck about you, me, him, him, or the other. Michael Jackson wasn't even making dollars off of his album. Was Michael Jackson not making money off his own music? Yeah. 
Look this shit up. Takes out the record label. The record label is called points and percentages and royalties and shit that you get for the record. So, for example, if they were selling Michael Jackson record Thriller for nine ninety nine, how much money do you really think he made off of each copy of Thriller? And that shit sold the most records ever. He made a lot of money. What you think the record labels made? They made all the fucking money. I'm signed to my label. I'm signed to Death Row Records. So I'm the CEO, the artist, all of the above. So I just ask myself, hey, Snoop, is it okay if you do NFT? So for those of you who don't know, I'm petty as fuck. My day job, I work for asset protection. Essentially, I catch shoplifters. And today we had a young lady steal a $300 item. She outboxed me. I'll give her that. And I'm probably going to get you paid for this, but I don't care. So I couldn't get to her in time. She got the item. She walked out the door. I went back to the car she was pushing, and she left her keys behind. On her keys was an alpha key. For those of you who don't know, alpha keys are used to take off spider wraps. Alpha keys are magnetic. Carts are metal. You see what happened. So we collected her keys and had every intention of getting the keys back if she wanted to give us back the merchandise. She never made that choice. So I'm standing at a safe distance watching as she's looking for her keys. She's standing outside the car. Her driver gets out to go in to look for the keys. He shuts the door. I lock the doors. So then they call for someone to come pick them up. Again, at any point, she just came back in and would give her keys back from the merchandise. They decide to leave. We have every right to tow vehicles in shop matters. To any tow truck company we want. So we towed it out of state. So for those of you who don't know, I'm petty as fuck. My day job, I work for asset protection. Essentially, I catch shoplifters. And today we had a young lady steal a $300 item. She outfoxed me. I'll give her that. And I'm probably going to get you paid for this, but I don't care. So I couldn't get to her in time. She got the item and she walked out the door. I went back to the car she was pushing and she left her keys behind. On her keys was an alpha key. For those of you who don't know, alpha keys are used to take off spider wraps. Alpha keys are magnetic, carts are metal. You see what happened. So we collected her keys and had every intention of getting the keys back because she wanted to get us back to merchandise. She never made that choice. So I'm standing at a safe distance watching as she's looking for her keys. She's standing outside the car. Her driver gets out to go in and look for the keys. He shuts the door. I lock the doors. So then they call for someone to come pick them up. Again, at any point, she just came back in and would have given her keys back from her merchandise. They decide to leave. We have every right to tow vehicles and shoplifting matters. To any tow truck company we want. So we towed it out of state. So for those of you who don't know, I'm petty as Five ways to make a million in five years. Here's the number one fastest way to make a million in five years. It's also the riskiest. It can wipe you out if you don't know how to do it. Here it comes. Professors Boyer and Borkink at the University of Utah published an extremely important paper for option traders in 2014 in the Journal of Finance entitled Options as Lotto. They ran literally a gazillion Monte Carlo scenarios, looked at every possible portfolio you could have set up over the past number of decades, and they showed that the best returns by far, and I do mean by far, came from call options, not put options, not selling puts, not selling calls, not covered calls, but buying the long call option. This is the number one strategy in my bigger tricks for making money faster than you can believe. And I've done it. I've ways to make a million in five years. 1988, I'll never forget this. It was a comedy club owner that banned profanity from his comedy club. He said it offended his audience, and this was a, a cause of major concern for all the comedians in the circuit. And we all called a meeting, and we had the owners come, and it was the club owners, and it was the comedians. It was the classic labor dispute. 
Can you elaborate? Given the fact that we've already He'd repeat, 
And he had the same MO every time. He'd go over to hardware, he'd select a big old toolbox, he'd walk around, gather the stuff he wanted to steal, stuff it in the toolbox, lock it up. He would then walk around for a little bit to make sure the coast was clear, pick up the toolbox, and leave. But that night, I just had enough of his ass, and I didn't want to catch him. I didn't want to send him to jail. I wanted to break him. So that night, whenever he loaded up his toolbox and did his little walk away to see if the coast was clear, I had an associate grab it, take it to the bag, empty it out, bring it back to the aisle, lock it back up in the exact spot he left it. And when he came back, he picked it up, it was light, he opened it, it was empty, he was confused. This dude went back and grabbed all the same things and loaded it up again and did his walk. Y'all, we emptied that toolbox on him four times before he caught on. Y'all, he was so pissed, he was knocking shit off the end caps on the way out, just screaming and cussing all the way out the door. Y'all stay petty, and I'll see you beautiful people next time. I gaslighted a shoplifter one night. I know, I'm a horrible person, but just hear me out. We had the shoplifter, he was a regular. He was in there at least monthly, if not weekly. He'd steal, get caught, or run. He'd end up going to jail. He'd get out, he'd repeat. And he had the same MO every time. He'd go over to hardware, he'd select a big old toolbox, he'd walk around, gather the stuff he wanted to steal, stuff it in the toolbox, lock it up. He would then walk around for a little bit to make sure the coast was clear, pick up the toolbox, and leave. But that night, I just had enough of his ass, and I didn't want to catch him. I didn't want to send him to jail. I wanted to break him. So that night, whenever he loaded up his toolbox and did his little walk away to see if the coast was clear, I had an associate grab it, take it to the bag, empty it out, bring it back to the aisle, lock it back up in the exact spot. The Stoics are masters of one-liners, and I want to give you five of the best all-time Stoic one-liners. Number one from Epictetus, if you want to be beautiful, make beautiful choices. Number two from Seneca, we suffer more in imagination than reality. Number three for Marcus Aurelius, we love ourselves more than other people, but for some reason we care about their opinions more than our own. Four for Marcus Aurelius, you always have the right to have no opinion about this. You can always think nothing about this. And finally, Zeno, you have two ears, but only one mouth for a reason. The Stoics are masters of one-liners, and I want to give you five of the best... This is a super beautiful white marble headstone of the Shanley family. I'm always really drawn to repair headstones that are laying down like this that just really need to be stood back up. Buried here is husband and wife Francis and Catherine, who went by Frank and Kate, as well as their daughter Jeannie. The family is of Irish descent, and Catherine was born there, and Frank's parents were born there and immigrated to the U.S. where Frank was born. The couple had eight children, and Frank worked as a real estate agent and sold insurance. Their daughter, Jeannie Eugene Shanley, died at 17 from consumption, which is tuberculosis. Frank died at 60 from inflammation of the bowels. After Frank's death, Kate moved to the Bronx for a short time. She had some family there. The family, after immigrating from Ireland, lived in New York for a short period of time, and so she still had some, some relatives that were there. She then later moved to Oregon and Washington State, where she passed away, and her body was then returned to Minnesota. This is a super beautiful white marble headstone of the Shanley family. I'm always really drawn to repair headstones that are...
Al, supposedly, the story goes, came into the Laugh Factory one night. You could ask him. And um, Jamie said, hey, it's it's Dane's night. Chappelle, this is the height of Chappelle's show and everything. He's like, what the fuck? What does that mean? He's like, it's just Dane's night. He's like, just do a tight half. He's like, okay. Now, any other comedian would go do 45 fucking minutes. That's just what most people do. But Chappelle, if this is true, is... And we already know he's a different animal anyway. He goes up and does a tight 10. But right at the end goes, you know what? I don't usually do this. But I'm going to go outside and smoke some cigarettes. If y'all want to come out, hang out, take pictures, whatever, I'll be out there. And the whole crowd fucking walked away. And he's like, there's Dane's. See, I ain't even with the drama no more. I've been raising a black kid for six years, Danny, and I ain't even with his mom. I had to quarantine for 10 days at least. Is he going to stay in the room? I didn't go nowhere. And it started making me nuts because I would just sit in the room and, and watch videos all day. Now, you know what I was watching? And I hate to say this, but there was a lot of videos, sadly, of black people beating up Asians for no reason. All these attacks were unprovoked. I couldn't believe it. And I was sitting in the room watching this shit. It was stressing me out. I was stressed already because the whole time when you get coronavirus, at least the first five days, you wait to see how sick you're going to get. And it turns out, and this is true, I didn't get sick at all. Not a cough, not a booger, not a fever, nothing. Look at me. I am the Magic Johnson of coronavirus. I just sat in the crib and got strong all week. And I was stressed because I kept watching these videos of my beloved black people so cruel. And the whole time I watched those videos, it's fucked up, but I couldn't help but feel like uh, when I saw these brothers beating these Asians up, it's probably what's happening inside of my body. I didn't get sick. I had quarantine for 10 days at least. Is he gonna stay in the room? I didn't go nowhere. And it started making me nuts because I would just sit in the room and, and watch videos all day. Now, you know what I was watching? And I hate to say this, but there was a lot of videos, sadly, of black people. For no reason. All these attacks were unprovoked. I couldn't believe. First walking tour. Every year on March 23rd, in the early morning, the sunlight comes through the main entrance, crosses seven doors, and this flat post makes sure. The sun rays don't fall on his face, but the rays fall on the fingernails of the Biranarayana idol in the main chamber. The main deity looks very handsome. He's holding up his hands like the paws of a tiger. It is said that the claws of a tiger would shine brilliantly in sunlight and can be quite a sight. And such a spectacle happens on idol too. Some have even claimed that the reflected light from the nails will show seven different colors. Why does it only happen on March 23rd? Every year on March 23rd, in the early morning, the sunlight comes through the main entrance, crosses seven doors, and this flat post makes sure the sun rays don't fall on his face, but the rays fall on the fingernails of the Biranarayana idol in the main chamber. The main deity looks very handsome. He's holding up his hands like the paws of a tiger. 
It is said that the claws of a tiger will shine brilliantly in sunlight and can be quite a sight. And such a spectacle happens on this idol too. Some have even claimed that the reflected light from the nails will show seven different colors. Why does it only happen on March 23rd? Every year on March 23rd, in the early morning, the sunlight comes through the main entrance. Bar started having gong show night, and it was a 
bar that have, was having gong show night, and the, the first prize was $25. And my brother was saying, yeah, you should go down there and get your, your gong show and get that money. <laughs> 25 just go down there and do Stevie Wonder and do that uh, Muhammad Ali impression. You win that. I went down there and did it, and I won it. You won the $25. Miss Jenkins, Miss <laughs> Jenkins, my brother said, if I was walking down the street and I see Miss Jenkins right now, I'd punch in the face. <laughs> my brother was in all the gangs, you know, he'd come in the house with a gun and say, hi, this. What possessed a 15-year-old kid to go into a comedy? Miss <laughs> <It was> Jenkins. <laughs> there is a clear reason why most of the guys we see from the old world are whited and bleached out. And the occasional ones that aren't are littered with these airships. It's because much like many other things in history, they attempt to cover it up. To cover up a free and uninhibited travel. The reason why we have so many spires and empty bell towers. These were the old mooring stations, docking stations of the old world. This form of travel has been around a lot longer than we thought. And it could not be so easily regulated and controlled like the aircraft travel of today. Research the mud flood and fall of Tartaria. Question everything, friends. There is a clear reason why most of the skies we see from the old world are whited and bleached out. And the occasional ones that aren't are littered with these airships. It's because much like many other things in history, they attempt to... I got about 11 friends that are my real diehard friends, but I got about a million friends. Listen to what I just told you. I got 11 friends that are my diehards that come here, we play video games. When they leave, they vacuum. They know my wife. Before she had long hair, they know me when I didn't have no money. They knew our struggles. They come here, they don't ask for nothing, they got regular jobs, they go back home, and they don't want to... Dog, let me work for you. Let me come hang out with you. They're not those kind of guys. I got about 11 friends that are my real diehard friends, but I got a... We worked together in the 2000s. We were both at Comedy Central. I was at The Daily Show, Dave was at Chappelle's show. And Chappelle's show was this rocket ship that he had created. And it became this cultural phenomenon. Comedy Central would do anything to keep it going. And they offered Dave $50 million to just give them one more, just give us one more. But Dave at that moment was conflicted because of the difficulty of how the show was to do, because he wondered about its impact on the audience that he meant it for, and he walked away. And it was that moment that I remember thinking, Comedy Central has $50 million. Oh. These mother won't even let us have snacks at the Daily Show. They have $50 million. We worked together in the 2000s. We we're both at Comedy Central. There are two things you can never eat for breakfast. There's two things you can never eat for breakfast. Yeah. Nice and down. Nice and down. Oh.
say the comedian's name but i remember a comedian back in the day did like half of an hbo whatever and then the next week i saw him he had 12 bodyguards and they were pushing me back i was like what the <laughs> fuck my, man yo man yo no, not right now it just got crazy got crazy they so, get crazy they get crazy because <laughs> and i've seen i remember I, I won't say the names but it's been a couple of guys i never get this one dude hit and i went up to try to say something to him and, and for some reason he had a white suit on <laughs> we went to the club. I go, why the fuck does he have this white suit on and these big shades? And I went to talk to him, and he said, "Not right now, man. I'm rich." He said, that. "That's what he told me in front of everybody. Not right now. They got rich. Goddamn. Just let me be rich and famous right now. I don't want to hear your pitch." So one day, I won't say the comedian's name, but I remember a comedian back in the day did like half of an HBO whatever. You the teacher's aide? No, I'm the teacher. I saw this video on Pornhub, and this is exactly how it starts. Misogyny, how refreshing. If you work in a Pocahontas joke, you'll hit the trifecta. Now you mention it. What's your name? Trent. Can you tell me the definition of power, Trent? It's the ability to direct or influence another's behavior or course of events. That's what I have. I can remove you from this class and fail you. Or I can send you before the dean for violating conduct. These are all things that can alter the course of your life. That's power. You don't have any. 
teacher. I saw this video on Pornhub. This is a five interesting stuff. Number five. If you've ever wondered why you've never seen a power line being built, existing power lines are actually moved and put into place by helicopter. Number four, a young boy was eating while his parents were away. The food got stuck and he suffocated. The cause of death frozen in time. A single peanut in his trachea. Number three, a grunt stick used to mimic vibrations of rain causes the surrounding worm to surface in order to avoid drowning. Only, they are met with humans instead of raindrops. Number two, all of humanity, all you ever do, feel, and live through, is in this one picture. 99.9% .9 of all humans will never leave this rock, and every existing person is captured in this one single image. Number one, 150 million-year-old footprints. A dinosaur walked in this very spot in France and cemented itself as some of the oldest footprints documented in history.
Savage life of Gucci Mane. The trapped god was a menace to society. He shot and killed a home invader in self-defense. His body was found three days later at an elementary school. Think what? about the children, Gucci. When a fan tried taking a photo with him at the club, he smashed a bottle of champagne over his head. He just got back from Iraq. I would have thought Guwap supported the troops. When a judge asked Gucci if he was guilty, he replied, Bitch, I might be. Inspiring work. He hit Jenny Craig so hard in prison, rumors started circulating he was a clone. This man went from running the trap to running track. Unheard of. He has a tattoo of an actual ice cream cone on his face. Get the shit in the Louvre immediately. When a woman rejected his generous offer of $100 for sex, he pushed her out of moving vehicle. This man was playing Grand Theft Auto in real life. He was arrested for completing just 25 out of 500 required community service hours. That's only 4%. Sit up, dog. Performs a bar mitzvah for 75k a pop. His parents must be terrible. Savage life of Gucci Mane. The trap god was a menace to society. He shot and killed a home invader in self-defense. His body was found three days later at an elementary school. Think about the children, Gucci. When a fan tried taking a photo with him at the club, he smashed a bottle of champagne over his head. He had just gotten back from Iraq. that you said your only job was to not annoy Meryl Streep. That was until I realized how annoying she is. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer told me her one rule for herself was not to annoy you. <laughs> she failed. <laughs> because Meryl's so annoying. We offhandedly call Meryl the goat. You know, so sure. like, oh, yeah. the boat, do that. Yeah, the boat will go here. And we were doing a photo shoot, and I, you know, said something like, goat. Meryl, you know that goat means greatest of all time, right? And she was like, oh, no. And we were like, oh, we had just been calling you goat. This whole time. This whole time, she was just like, oh, well, I guess, oh. you know. Like an old goat. She took it very well. Yeah, took like it very well. Sense. I heard that you said your only job was to not annoy Meryl Streep. That was until I realized how annoying she is. <laughs> Jennifer told me her one rule for herself was not to annoy you. <laughs> she failed. <laughs> because so annoying. <laughs> Offhandedly call Meryl the goat, you know, go sure. like, oh, yeah. the goat, do that, yeah, the goat will go here. And we were doing a photo shoot, and I, you know, said something like, goat, Meryl, you know that goat means greatest of all time, right? And she was like, oh, no. And we were like, oh, we have just been calling this whole time. I heard what you said about Rudy Giuliani. You said that he should actually be investigated for reporting a false crime because if it wasn't for that video footage, that person who tapped him on the back, which again, I don't know. Yeah, what happened so to this? Did the New York City Mayor uh, Eric Adams tapped him on the back, which again, I don't condone, but that wasn't assault. No, so was it a false, false crime that Giuliani reported? Hi there, welcome back to the Just for Governor show. We're looking at Sumerian origins. Sumerian, Sumerians in India. We found Sumerian the means what? 
Play tablets and stereotypes. In the Old Testament, the Bible talks about a place where all of humanity came together as one and started building this tower. This is called the Tower of Babel. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. So just like the New World Order or Illuminati or whatever you want to call it, this is what they were trying to do in the Old Testament days. Now you got to remember, the whole earth had one language and the same words, and they all migrated to the same place. Tower was Nimrod, who is considered to be one of the most evil people of all time. I personally believe that Nimrod was Satan's first attempt to create the Antichrist who ruled over the entire world. And Nimrod fell from the tower because God came down and separated everyone. But that leads me to one point is the Antichrist of the future. In the Old Testament, the Bible talks about a place where all artifacts of humanity came New discoveries on display. This is called the Tower of Babel. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. So just like the New World Order or Illuminati or whatever you want to call it, this is what they were trying to do in the Old Testament days. Now you gotta remember, the whole earth had one language and the same words, and they all migrated to the same place tower was Nimrod, who is considered to be one of the most evil people of all time. I personally believe that Nimrod was Satan's first attempt to create the Antichrist who ruled over the entire world. Anunnaki or the Anunnaki gods as they were known in the Sumerian times and from the Sumerian texts and the clay tablets were beings from another planet who came to earth. They had a, a very big role to play in cloning activities on this planet, different animals, different species, including our human race. The most authentic of the creation stories that we have specifically say that that's exactly what human beings were bioengineered to do, to be slaves for the ET society. If humans are the creation of the Anunnaki and were created in their image, what did the Anunnaki look like? Yes. Oh, yeah. Anunnaki, or the Anunnaki gods, as they were known in the Sumerian times and from the Sumerian texts and the clay tablets, were beings from another planet who came to Earth. They had a, a very big role to play in cloning activities on this planet, different animals, different species, including our human race. The most authentic of the creation stories that we have specifically say that that's exactly what human beings were bioengineered. Discovered in 1927 within the ancient Mesopotamian city of Ur, the tomb of Queen Huwabi is unlike any other ever discovered because not only is it an untouched tomb containing a high volume of high quality great goods, but it is a tomb for a true queen, not a first lady that dates back to around 2600 BC. And this queen, by the way, she has a really big fucking head, which is probably the most intriguing part because Queen Huwabi ruled during the first dynasty, meaning she was most likely of Sumerian descent, which is where we first encountered the gods of of ancient Mesopotamia, the Anunnaki, who legend claims were a race of giant beings descended from the heavens bearing not only the knowledge and technology of the cosmos, 
an extreme desire to stay here and rule over the people, which according to legend, they did. Spanning tens of thousands of years, leading some to speculate that based upon her depiction, along with the surprising fact that no one messed with her tomb, and again, her gigantic fucking head, Queen Powabi could actually be the last of... Discovered in 1927 within the ancient Mesopotamian city of Ur, the tomb of Queen Huwabi isn't like any other ever discovered because not only is it an untouched tomb containing a high volume of high quality great goods, but it is a tomb for a true queen, not a first lady, that dates back to around 2600. There's a lot of stuff that you can think of. 
They call this the Younger Dryas impact hypothesis. And it's because there was a period in, in the Earth's uh, geological history. We see all the megafauna dying off. We see rises in sea level. What may have resulted in all these floods that you read about in the Epic of Gilgamesh, that you read about in Noah's Ark. At that time, between 12,800 and 11,600 years ago, we see a huge collapse in, in global temperature, floods that were at least 500 up to 1,000 feet deep. And suddenly the, the worldwide tradition of a, of a global flood stops being just a myth and starts being a memory, yes. an account of, of real events. The evidence that a comet was behind it is, is extremely strong. And as more and more evidence comes in, we realize how widespread it was. So they found evidence of the impacts. Previously, they were focused very much on North America, now as far south as Antarctica, as far east as Syria. This was truly a global, a global event. They call this the Younger Dryas impact hypothesis, and it's because there was a period in, in the Earth's uh, geological history. We see all the megafauna dying off. We see rises in sea level. What may have resulted in all these floods that you read about in the Epic of Gilgamesh, that you read about in Noah's Ark. At that time, between 12,800 and 11,600 years ago, we see a huge collapse in, in global temperature, floods that were at least 500 up to 1,000 feet deep. And suddenly, the, the worldwide tradition of a, of a global flood stops being just a myth. There's a lot of stuff that you can think of that how could they know that at the time? But it's, man, it's... The Samaria text is some fascinating stuff because it's all from 6,000 years ago. There's a lot of really confusing stuff about ancient Sumer. And one of the things is their depictions of the solar system. They had a depiction of the solar system 6,000 years ago that shows the sun in the center and it shows all of the known planets in the outside. They're relatively accurate in terms of the size. Yeah, that's yes. the, the model that, that we, we use today. How did they do that? I don't know how they knew that. The, the, when you're saying it's Earth 1 and Earth 2, there was an, an original version of Earth, and then Earth was hit by another planet at some point in the distant, distant past. And that's what created the moon, and that's also what created the asteroid belt. That some collision created this asteroid belt and created uh, something like 900,000 known near-Earth objects that were created by the impact of these planets. There's a lot of stuff that you can think of that how could they know that at the time but it's man it's the Sumerian text is some fascinating stuff because it's all from 6,000 years ago there's a lot of really confusing stuff about ancient Sumer and one of the things is their depictions of the solar system they had a depiction of the solar system 6,000 yeah. years ago that shows the sun in the center and it shows all of the known planets in the outside they're relatively accurate in terms of the size yeah that's yes. the, the model that, that we, we use today how did they do that I don't know how they knew that. The, the, when you're saying it's Earth 1 and Earth 2. Anunnaki origins and Sumerian connections. To understand the mythology of the ancient Sumerians, one must realize that the myths of Sumer directly or partially correspond to numerous world myths. Since the Sumerians existed so long ago, it is hard to put every aspect of the culture in a disciplined format. Even though we understand these things, our knowledge is somewhat fragmented. The Sumerian gods, or Dengir, were anthropomorphic beings that boasted immense powers and oversaw a particular aspect of the known universe. Initially, their pantheon recognized seven major deities who decreed the fates of men. One of these deities served as the king. The total number of deities went as high as 3,600 in different eras. As Sumerian societies became increasingly urbanized, their gods started to lose their original associations with the creator. 
First, it's important to understand that every time a good angel came down to earth, a human would usually try to worship it. For example, then I fell down at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. So the angel saying, don't worship me, worship God. But we know that Satan is evil and everything that he plans to do is wicked. So obviously he would love to be worshipped. So in ancient times, I believe that the fallen angels came into the form of pagan gods like Zeus and Hercules and thousands of other pagan gods that people worship. By the way, this pagan worship usually led to human and child sacrifices. I think this is why we see so many weird rituals from thousands of years ago, because people really devoted their entire lives to demons. Here's my theory on fallen angels. First, it's important to understand that every time a good angel came down to earth, a human would usually try to worship it. For example, then I fell down at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus, worship God. So the angel saying, don't worship me, worship God. But we know that Satan is evil and everything that he plans to do is wicked, so yeah, obviously he would love to be coming back
scholar finds Nebuchadnezzar's city was built around the Tower of Babylon in honor of Ishtar. Can't ever hear him. Ishtar was more important than we realized. Ishtar was ISIS, I think. Tower of Babel. It was about Marduk. Ra, you know, Nebuchadnezzar is Marduk. Ra's son. So is Osiris. He organized a lot of humans to start building an unsanctioned landing site. And Leo prevented him from doing so at that time. Plans for Puma Puka were made. That was also the moment Enlil, the great red dragon from planet 10, Nibiru, confounded mankind's language, destroying their unity, universal law, love thy neighbor, promotes the evolution of a species. Enlil did favor Inanna, Isis, confounded language that creates division, which leads to destruction, keeps man in bondage, but Inanna, Isis, and Marduk, Ra, hated each other. Pata yeah, Enki, Poseidon, and Ningusidathoth, Hermes, Winged Serpent, and Leel. Allah, Yahweh, I point this out to say I'm tracking their dark energy. I still say I call them clowns. Hmm. Interesting. Why does this dude look so familiar? Pre-floods, idol. It stars the reincarnated Queen of Babylon, Anna. <laughs> Gilgamesh, sarcophagus. Gold artifact. It was like a bowl and a bracelet or something. I don't know if you DNA. 
meaning enchiladas, securus, I can't hear what they're saying, man. Things that uh, I've heard uh, from people in the Pentagon that the buzzword in, in the secret of secrets in the Pentagon is uh, the Sumerian gods are returning. And that's what they're referring to as that whole area. Uh, things that uh, I've heard uh, from people in the Pentagon that the buzzword in the, in the secret of secrets in the Pentagon is uh, the Sumerian gods are returning. And that's what they're referring to as that whole area. Uh, things that uh, I've heard uh, from people in the Pentagon that the buzzword in the, in the secret of secrets in the Pentagon is... Uh, and his lost city found in Iraqi desert. Inscriptions say he will return. If 
these mysteries could ever be uncovered, however, it could prove to be the last missing piece to the puzzle of the nature of existence itself. was depicted as a massive bird Anzu with green fire and water. Although Anzu is also depicted as a lion-headed eagle, conceived by the pure waters of the Anzu and the wide earth, eagle. or as a son of Cyrus, the patron goddess of beer. The element An has multiple meanings originally denoting star, but it later becomes a determinative for the god Enlil. Mushan is an ideogram for bird, which became the Akkadian root. Anzil could consequently mean heavenly eagle or divine storm. Anzil was depicted as a massive bird breathe fire and water, although like is also depicted as a lion-headed eagle, conceived by the pure waters of the Apsu and the wide earth, or as a son of Cyrus, the patron goddess of beer. The element An has multiple meanings. Like a bird face to me. existed so long ago, it is hard to put every aspect of the culture in a disciplined format. 
even though we understand these things, our knowledge is somewhat fragmented. The Sumerian gods, or Dengir, were anthropomorphic beings that boasted immense powers and oversaw a particular aspect of the known universe. Initially, their pantheon recognized seven major deities who decreed the fates of men. One of these deities served as the king. The total number of deities went as high as 3,600 in different eras. As Sumerian societies became increasingly urbanized, their gods started to lose their original associations with the creative order. Here are the top ten Sumerian gods and goddesses. To understand the mythology of the ancient Sumerians, one must realize that the myths of Sumer, directly Enki, the god of knowledge and fertility, was one of the four creation deities of Sumer. Since the Sumerians had access to the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, they incorporated them into their mythology, just like the ancient Egyptians would mythologize the Nile a few centuries later. Enki was a great water god who filled the two surrounding rivers with water and fish. His interaction with water and his understanding of the creative flows of nature allowed him to be associated with wisdom, arts, and magic. He was tasked with supplying knowledge and understanding to the man of the throne. He was the patron deity of the city of Eridu, an ancient Sumerian site found southwest of their city of Ur. The depictions of Enki portray him with a long beard, either seated or swimming alongside fishes. Enlil, who organized the larger plans, tasked Enki with the creation of things. Enki put his heart and soul in. Enki, the god of knowledge and fertility, was one of the four creation deities of Sumer. Since the Sumerians had access to the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, they incorporated them into their mythology, just like the ancient Egyptians would mythologize the Nile a few centuries later. Enki was a great water god who filled the two surrounding rivers with water and fish. His interaction with water and his understanding of the creative flows of nature allowed him to be associated with wisdom, arts, and magic. He was tasked with supplying knowledge and understanding to the man on the throne. He was the patron deity of the city of Eridu, an ancient Sumerian site found southwest of their city of Ur. The depictions of Enki portray him with a long beard, either seated or swimming alongside fishes. Enlil, who organized the larger plans, tasked Enki with the creation of things. Enki put his heart and soul in Enki, Last book the of god Enki. of knowledge and fertility, was one of the four creation deities of Sumer. Since the Sumerians had access to the Tigris and Euphrates... Okay, so let's talk about the craziest thing in history. The Sumerian tablets. So far, we found a bunch of these tablets in Mesopotamia. They're the oldest written records we have, and some are believed to be as old as 8,000 BC. So, what do these tablets say? Fasten your seatbelts, we're ready to take off. That's also what the gods described on the tablets the Anunnaki did from their home planet Nibiru. They came to Earth to mine gold. They didn't want to do it themselves, so they modified a species, us, to mine it for them. In addition to the story, they also drew the solar system, including the planets and the sun in the middle. We figured that one out 4,000 years later. Scientists now also say that it's very likely that we have another planet in our solar system. So does Nibiru exist? They of course also mentioned the flood story and a king's list on which the oldest kings reigned for 10,000s of years. The Egyptian king's list does the same way. God Anunnaki... Okay, so let's talk about the craziest thing in history, the Sumerian tablets. 
They call this the Younger Dryas impact hypothesis. And it's because there was a period in, in the Earth's uh, geological history. We see all the megafauna dying off. We see rises in sea level. What may have resulted in all these floods that you read about in the Epic of Gilgamesh, that you read about in Noah's Ark. But in that time, between 12,800 and 11,600 years ago, we see a huge collapse in global temperature, floods that were at least 500 up to 1,000 feet deep. And suddenly, the, the worldwide tradition of a, of a global flood stops being just a myth and starts being a memory. The evidence that a comet was behind it is, is extremely strong. And as more and more evidence comes in, we realize how widespread it was. So they found evidence of the impacts previously. They were focused very much on North America, now as far south as Antarctica, as far east as Syria. This was truly a global, a global event. They call this the Younger Dryas Impact Hypothesis. And it's Michael Tessarian said that uh, from his research that um, Nibiru was kind of like crashed into um, it wasn't just a comet it was it was um, a planet and that's what that asteroid belt is and I believe it was Nibiru In, in the Earth's uh, geological history, we see all the megafauna dying off, we see rises in sea level, what may have resulted in all these floods that you read about in the Epic of Gilgamesh, the mini you read about in Noah's Ark, and at that time, between 12,800 and 11,600 years ago, we see a huge collapse in, in global temperature, floods that were at least 500 up to 1,000 feet deep, and suddenly the, the worldwide tradition of a, of a global flood stops being just a myth and starts being a memory, yes. an account of, of real events. The evidence that a comet was behind it is, is extremely strong. And as more and more evidence comes in, we realize how widespread it was. So they found evidence of the impacts of previous thing that uh, I've heard uh, from people in the Pentagon, that the buzzword in the, in the secret of secrets in the Pentagon is uh, the Sumerian gods are returning. And that's what they're referring to as that whole area. Wow. Can you repeat that again, just in case anybody... In the Bible, we read of many characters. Many of us have heard of the Nephilim and other giants. Who were they? The Bible enlightens us. Giants are mentioned in the Bible in several places. The Anakites. Before the arrival of the Israelites, the Anakim or Anakites were a formidable race of giant, warlike people who occupied the lands of southern Israel near Hebron. Deuteronomy 2.10. The Edoms dwelt therein in times past, a people great and many and tall as the Anakims. Deuteronomy 9.2. A people great and tall, the children of the Anakims, whom thou knowest, and of whom thou hast heard say, Who can stand before the children of Anak? The Anakims' ancestors can be traced back to Anak, the son of Arbra, who was regarded as the greatest man among the Anakim at the time. Bible, we read of many certain physical objects uh, which are extremely hard to explain. One of them is a green stone bracelet, and a hole has been drilled through the bracelet. This is 
thought to be 40 or 50,000 years old. There is not supposed to have been any such technology in that period that was capable of drilling with a stable fixed drill, and yet there it is. Then the archaeologists started to take a look in detail at the drill marks on that hole, and what they discovered was a huge anomaly, that that was drilled with a stable fixed drill, and it was drilled at extremely high speed, which is 20, 30,000 years earlier in the human story than it, than it should be. It's another example of a missing chapter in the human story that is beginning to be pieced together. Discovered in 1927 within the ancient Mesopotamian city of Ur, the tomb of Queen Fawabi is unlike any other ever discovered because not only is it an untouched tomb containing a high volume of high quality kind. but it is a tomb for a true queen, not a first lady, that dates back to around 2600 BC. And this queen, by the way, she has a really big fucking head, which is probably the most intriguing part because Queen Fawabi ruled during the first dynasty, meaning she was most likely of Sumerian descent, which is where we first encounter the gods of ancient Mesopotamia, the Anunnaki, who legend claims were a race of giant beings descended from the heavens bearing not only the knowledge and technology of the cosmos, but an extreme desire to stay here and rule over the people, which according to legend, they did, spanning tens of thousands of years, leading some to speculate that based she upon her location, along with the surprising fact that no one messed with her tomb, and again, her gigantic fucking head, Queen Fawabi could actually... Discovered in 1927 in, in the ancient Mesopotamian city of Ur, the tomb of Queen Fawabi is unlike any other ever discovered because not only is it an untouched tomb containing a hundred... It would be great to be a part of the team who are digging the site. Imagine the untapped knowledge in there. It's funny how you narrate the subject. Love the kind of stuff history as old as it is. Get how cool. I love the narrator. Love her corn roast. After there's oh. discovered it. 1927 within the ancient Mesopotamian city of Ur, the tomb of Queen Fawabi is unlike any other ever discovered because not only is it an untouched tomb containing a high volume of high quality grave goods, but it is a tomb for a true queen, not a first lady, that dates back to around 2600 BC, and this queen, by the way, she has a really big fucking head, which is probably the most intriguing part because Queen Fawabi ruled during the first dynasty, meaning she was most Black likely of Sumerian descent, which is where we first encounter the gods of ancient Mesopotamia, the Anunnaki, who legend claims were a race of giant beings descended from the heavens bearing not only the knowledge and technology of the cosmos, but an extreme desire to stay here and rule over the people, which according to legend, it did, spanning tens of thousands of years, leading some to speculate that based upon her depiction, along with the surprising fact that no one messed with her tomb, and again, her gigantic fucking head, Queen Fawabi could actually discover didn't know she was. After their city was destroyed, the Anunnaki decided to return to Nibiru. But before they left, they gave human beings knowledge of architecture, mathematics, music, and writing. They also taught them how to establish a monarchy system. 
where some leaders kept their bloodline inherited for the Anunnaki pure, with the right to command others. They also ordered the construction of temples known as ziggurats, aligned with the constellations. These would one day guide the Anunnaki back to Earth. Determine how many Anunnaki there are, but they quote some as the main ones. The most powerful deity in Sumerian mythology was Anu, or Anu. According to Akkadian calligraphy, Anu was the personification of heaven and possessed infinite wisdom. He was the oldest and most venerable of the gods, with sanctuaries in almost mm. all Sumerian cities. After their city was destroyed, the Anunnaki decided to return to Nibiru. But before they left, they gave human beings knowledge of architecture, mathematics, music, and writing. They also taught them how to establish a monarchy system, where some leaders kept their bloodline inherited for the Anunnaki pure, with the right to command others. They also ordered the construction of temples known as ziggurats, aligned with the constellations. These would one day guide the Anunnaki back to Earth. The Sumerian texts do not determine how many Anunnaki there are, but they quote some as the main ones. The most powerful deity in Sumerian mythology was Anu, or Anu, according to Akkadian calligraphy. Anu was the personification of heaven and possessed infinite wisdom. He was the oldest and most venerable of the gods, with sanctuaries in almost all Sumerian cities. After their city was destroyed, the Anunnaki decided to return to Nibiru. But before they left, they gave human beings knowledge of architecture, mathematics, music, and writing. They started in 1927 within the ancient. After their city was destroyed, the Anunnaki decided Similar to return hands to Nibiru. But before they left, As before they left, the most mysterious tried. Anunnaki governor of all was Ur Namuapur who subsequently became an independent Anunnaki king, 2113-2096 BC, and founded a spin-off Anunnaki dynasty known as the Third Dynasty of Ur, or Ur III period, which endured for more than a century, 2113-2006 BC. This Anunnaki empire was more compact than the Sargon of Agade, and showed an advanced Anunnaki Sumerian civilization in its most fully developed form. It was a highly organized bureaucratic society, reflected because cuneiform tablets from this period, mainly referring to gods and descendants of Nibiru in content, are represented in world museums to the number of well over a hundred thousand. Most of these are waiting to be The most mysterious Anunnaki governor of all was Ur Namu of Ur, who subsequently became an independent Anunnaki king, 2113-2096 BC, and founded a spin-off Anunnaki dynasty known as the Third Dynasty of Ur, or Ur III period, which endured for more than a century, 2113-2006 BC. What is the pine cone? What is the bag? What is the crystal?
like a pine cone, but it's a, uh, it's a crystal. If I were going to discipline for a while, it would have me a bag of tasty buds. The eagle-headed being beholding the pine cone represents the pineal gland, third eye chakra, the seed of the soul, and the tree that's standing as the tree of life. Immortality from the book of Genesis, which is the modern tree of life. Of the Kabbalah with its ten sifferet and twenty-two paths, equaling to thirty-two paths of wisdom and understanding, yet there is a less known and hidden eleven sifferet that's totaling thirty-three paths of wisdom and understanding. And the 22 paths are personifications of the 22 Hebrew letters, and 10 being the number of completion amongst other things. Adivan Rishims also have significance. The bag is a frequency diverter. When it's activated, it will change the holder's frequency, and they will be able to enter different realms instantaneously. Oh. So these bags on a column at Gebeki Tepe. Tepe Gobekli Tepe and one in Peru were symbols of a spaceship and the person holding on to a handbag. Temple at the Roma was a source of pleasantry. The bag was what it is a status symbol. <laughs> Dumb response. Pine cone represents our pineal gland and its powers which calcifies with too much Florida and water and toothpaste third of the ways of reverse calcification. The handbag represents the knowledge of such things being passed over from generation to generation. I came here to say this. Maybe the different combinations of X pine cone and bags are like this other world where the bag and watch and let's access this from explaining any good ideas. How am I Seven Sages Istanbul Museum.
uh, oh my god, that's weird. Huh. That looks like laser done face. Oh. So beautiful. Looks like she's wearing a top hat. Okay, at the concert called Sumerian Cuneiform reads, When the Lords of Nibiru release us, we will return. The Council of Twelve will be as one. all this person's videos. Pretty good Sumerian origins on YouTube. Sumerian origins on YouTube. 